Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. We come in the sweetest, most wonderful, and mighty name of Jesus, your Son. And Lord, I pray you'll minister your grace to your people today and your strength and your joy. And Lord, we all come together in agreement that this problem on earth today, this virus will come to an end. That you'll intervene miraculously, that we can go back to our normal lives, serving you and blessing your holy name and preaching the gospel freely, Lord, throughout the world. Bless your people today, Lord, with your word. Give them strength and courage in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, and God's people said, Amen and Amen. Now listen, we've been talking about the power of the blood, and today I want to take you through Hebrews chapter 9, because I think it's so important to understand why we have to apply the blood now daily. I think the time has come when everyone in the church is realizing the importance of the application of the blood of Jesus, because it's the only place of safety, to be honest with you. Remember what it says in Exodus 12, 23. I will not, well, let me just say, give you the whole verse. God says, when I see the blood, I will pass over. And I will not allow the destroyer to come into your homes to destroy you. What a powerful verse. When I see the blood, I will pass over. And I will not allow the destroyer to come in unto you to destroy you. That is one of the most amazing promises in the Word of God, Exodus 12, 23. Now, remember that uh, Job, let's actually read that first, and then we'll go to uh, Hebrews. Um, Job chapter 1, I want to give you some amazing scriptures here, and I want to look at verse 5 and then verse 10. Now, Job understood the power of applying the blood. So it says, and it was so when the days of their feasting, his children were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all, his children. For Job said, it may be that my sons had sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. So continually, it looks like it's every morning he did it, where he would apply blood on behalf of his children in case they sinned against the Lord. Now, the day came, in verse 6 it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, When comest thou? And he said to the Lord, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God, and insureth evil? The word insureth, by the way, means shuns evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught or for nothing? Has not thou made an hedge of protection, the Hebrew says, 
about him, about his house. Notice how many times uh, he, he repeats the different places he couldn't touch. Has not thou made a hedge about him, number one, about his house, number two, about all that he hath on every side, number three, that's his possessions. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, his work, and his substance is increased in the land, means his influence, his relationships, and so forth, his position. So here we have the five places Satan could not touch because the blood was applied. Number one, on Job himself. Number two, his house, including his family. Number three, on his possessions, all that he has. Number four, on his work. It says you bless the work of his hands. And number five, his substance, or influence, or position. So this is very powerful, that even the devil recognizes that he cannot cross the bloodline. So when we apply the blood, we are literally covering ourselves and those in our homes with a hedge of protection. This is vitally important, we all understand that. That today you begin taking me seriously, as I'm sure you always do. But still, you know, this is something we ought to remember. That applying the blood is vital. Now, in Hebrews chapter 9, we read that the Lord Jesus took his blood with him into glory. So the blood of Jesus did not stay on earth. The blood of Jesus right now is in heaven, alive, because it says it speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. And in the Old Covenant, we also read there's a fountain filled with blood. Wow, in glory. So when a man dies, when a person dies on earth, the, the blood decays immediately. But when the Lord gave his life for you and I, he gave his life as he shed his blood. Every drop of blood was collected and given to him before he went into heaven. In Hebrews 9, 12, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go through the chapter, which I think is incredible. It says, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, into glory. Having obtained, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So here we see the Lord walked into glory. Now we have to understand that the blood, his blood, was shed on earth in different locations. It was shed in Gethsemane. And please, you know, go and uh, listen to my teaching from yesterday. You'll be greatly blessed because I explain and give details of what happened in every location and why. So it was shed in Gethsemane. So it stayed in the grounds of Gethsemane. It was shed at the house of Caiaphas. It was on the floor, on the ground. It was shed in the Praetorium. Think how much, you know, how much blood was shed in the Praetorium when they tore his back literally off with the kind of whips they used back then. And you'll see way more when I talk, uh, when, when you go back and watch what I did yesterday, what I thought about yesterday, you will realize all that. The blood then was also shed on the way to Golgotha when he carried his cross. And on Golgotha, 
So in five locations, the blood of Jesus was shed. Now you think, you know, who collected the blood? Who gave it to him before he entered into glory? I believe the Holy Spirit. So this precious blood, the Bible talks about quite a bit in this chapter. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just read uh, and give you the headlines of chapter 9. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine services and a worldly sanctuary, the writer says. There was a tabernacle made first, which means a tent, wherein was the candlestick on the left side of the tabernacle and then the table of showbread on the right side of, of, the, of, the, of the tabernacle. And then as he went into the second veil, which is called the holiest of, of all, they had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant. Now this is amazing that the golden censer uh, here mentioned in the Holy of Holies, while in the Old Covenant it is mentioned in the Holy Place, which means they moved it. And I believe they moved it symbolically saying Jesus is already in glory because it spoke of, of, of his priesthood. Remember when the Lord was crucified, the veil was split in two. Now I think somehow the priests in the Old Covenant that must have you know, shaken up quite, quite badly, uh, that they moved it. And it, this was a prophetic uh, you know, utterance to Israel. But anyways, the, I'm not teaching on this right now, but one day I'll teach on this. It's, it's quite, quite powerful. And it says that the, the ark was, was in there, and over it were the cherubims of, of glory, shadowing the mercy seat. The mercy seat was the cover, the crown over the, the ark. And every single year, the high priest would walk in and put the blood on it, and it was not allowed to be removed. When these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of, of God. But into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost, signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while the first tabernacle was yet standing, meaning as long as that tabernacle stood, the Holy Spirit was showing that we could not go into God's presence. And now, of course, it's no longer there because Jesus died and the way is open. Hallelujah! Which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect, which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and so forth. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, meaning his own body, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption, meaning not to be repeated like the priests of the Old Covenant had to be every year they would go in and confess the sins of the people and their sins. Eternal redemption for us. If the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer, like a cow that had to be burnt, sprinkling the unclean, meaning those with leprosy and more than that, sanctify through the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience 
from dead works to serve the living God. Do you realize that the blood of Jesus can remove the very seed of sin out of our lives? Purge our conscience? There's a lot of people today with mental illness because they can't forget the past. And Satan's weapon against people today is one thing, the past, the past. If anyone ever brings up your past to you, it's not, it's not God. God never talks about your past. He always talks about your tomorrow. Hallelujah. So I always used to say, when Satan reminds you about your past, remind him about his future. Hallelujah. You like that, right, Chad? When the devil ever reminds you about your past, remind him about his future. Because see, God always talks about tomorrow. All the things are passed away because we've been cleansed by the blood. We have no past record. You have no past record. This is something so powerful. There's nothing to go back to. You know, whatever you did way back then is not in God's books. God erased it from his books. It's not in his books. It, he, he said, I will not remember your sins anymore. He didn't say, I cannot. He said, I will not. Made a decision not to remember our sins. I give you praise, Lord. So think about purging our very conscience from dead works. Purging our very past, the very memories of the past. For this cause, he's the mediator, the lawyer of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. The blood of Jesus not only can purge your conscience, it will give you eternal inheritance. You can't lose it. You can't lose it. For what a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. And he, and he explains that. For a testament or a covenant is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is no, it's of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Meaning that while Jesus was alive, uh, you, you could not uh, ask him to cleanse you with his blood. You could not use the benefits of the blood while he was alive because the blood had not been shed. But when Jesus died on the, on the cross, and the blood was shed. Now you, we, we have the benefit of receiving the benefits of the cross. Not only by asking the Lord to cleanse us daily, that's also applying the blood, but asking him to protect us continually. And that's why I'm talking to you today about this, because all of us, in, many times, you know, Smith Wigglesworth used to say, he never had one day, but he would take a bath in the blood of Jesus. Every day he would take a bath in the blood of Jesus to cleanse his whole being and soul and spirit. To say, Father, cleanse me today. Oh, cleanse me today with the blood of your Son. Can we lift our hands and ask the Lord right now? Lord, cleanse us today. Cleanse each one of us with the blood of Jesus, your sweet, wonderful Son. And Lord, protect us today also. Protect each one of us with the blood. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. Whereupon, neither the first testament was dedicated without 
blood. Think about this. What he's saying is that the Old and New Testament had to be dedicated with blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people, according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people saying, this is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined or commanded you to have. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both at the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Think about that we have the authority now to apply it. Just like Moses had the authority to apply it, the writer to the Hebrew says, we have it. That's why he's writing this. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. So we have the authority to say, Father, purge me with your blood, Jesus. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore, now this is the powerful part. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens, meaning the tabernacle that stood in the days of the children of, of Israel, should be purified with these, meaning with animal sacrifice. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices, meaning the blood of Jesus. So when Jesus went to heaven, this is powerful. When Jesus went into heaven and took his blood with him, he cleansed the heavens. Wow. Remember in the old covenant, it took 21 days for Daniel to have, to have an answer because of the demonic realms. That today through the blood, we have authority to go, to go straight into God's presence. So there's no need now to fight the prince powers and powers like he did in prayer. Because when the, when the Lord went into glory, he cleansed the heavens. He opened up the way for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can say a lot more about that, but maybe in another, in another time and in another, another teaching, because we have authority. Remember that. Catherine Kuhlman was asked before she passed, if there's one piece of counsel you'll give the church, what is it? She said, no nation is stronger than its spiritual forces, meaning only the believers have that authority. Only we have that authority. Wow. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood, with the blood of others. So here we have it, that Jesus, the Son of God, literally walked into heaven and cleansed heaven, cleansed the atmosphere. What a, preparing the way for his return, by the way. This is another, you know, really another matter. The blood of Jesus will bring perfection into your life, according to Hebrews 13. I want to read this, and then we're going to pray. Mana, mana, kantilen, metropial, bakantimolo. Now the God, of, verse 20 of Hebrews 13, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great, great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So he rose from the dead because he shed his blood, is what it says. Also, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, 
working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Think about that the, through the blood, God will make us perfect and allow us to do his will, enable us, I should say, to do his will, working in us what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus, our wonderful Lord. All right, now we're, we're going to pray and let's believe God today for miracles in your life. I'm going to play some beautiful uh, there's a beautiful album uh, violin music and beautiful uh, by uh, Barbie Franklin you may want to download that it's just beautiful and brings you such peace you know so she has a number of them let's pray Father we come today in Jesus name and I ask you Lord to touch and bless every person watching and listening on social media let your presence Lord permeate their being penetrate their hearts in Jesus name cleanse each one now with the blood magnify your holy name and Lord I apply the blood right now on each one of them lift your hands and receive come on apply the blood of Jesus on each one of them apply the blood of Jesus on their homes and families apply the blood on their possessions apply the blood of Jesus over their work and I also apply the blood of Jesus over their positions and influence Ma rule el fe pialva cantimana pelbe kintimane mioro mioro kuntulama palva kintime I give you praise Lord Jesus I worship you you are God Almighty able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think you are God Almighty we worship you Lord we worship you Lord now, Lord, bring healing to each one who needs a healing, a miracle. I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease. I rebuke infirmity. And bondage goes now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be made whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And I pray protection over your life. I pray protection from this plague in Jesus' name that's happening on earth today. I pray protection over your loved ones and family in Jesus' mighty name. Be protected and be blessed, people of God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we all pray now that you'll bring this plague to an end that you'll intervene on behalf of your people. Be merciful, Lord God, in Jesus' name, and intervene that this plague will stop, that this problem will stop now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray and I still believe that by Easter, by Easter, a breakthrough will happen. 
a miracle will take place. We believe with all our hearts, Lord. We're asking in faith, I'm asking you in faith that by Easter, something would break, something would change to the better in Jesus' mighty name and for your glory. And God's people said, amen and amen. Now listen, continue to pray. Continue to believe God that this thing will, will just come to an end and die in Jesus' name. This plague will go away. It will, it will. I promise you it will. I know it in my being. It's going to be all right. But this is not the time to, to allow fear to take over our hearts and lives. This is the time to be bold, to pray with faith, believing, to apply the blood daily on our lives, and, and to pray for our governments, that God would give them wisdom, that God would intervene, because today humanity needs an answer. Our leaders need an answer. And so it, it says in the, in the scripture, we're to pray for our leaders. Let's do it. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for our leaders right now, Lord. Give them wisdom, Lord. Give them wisdom in Jesus' name. Speak to their hearts. Intervene, Lord. And magnify your name that humanity will again see your hand at work in Jesus' name. Amen and amen that Jesus will be glorified in all this for your glory. Amen and amen. Don't, Lord, bring, put the, the enemy to shame in Jesus' name. Bring the enemy to shame in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, now listen, listen. I want to pray with you for your finances. I'm doing it every day because I believe that this is right and important. That God will protect your finance. Because people are worried right now. People are losing their jobs. But I believe with all my heart what the Bible says. I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I give you praise that you will meet that financial need. Lord God, I pray that your people will not lack, not even for an hour, not even for a minute. Your people will not lack financially. They will have what they need miraculously, daily, for them and their families and loved ones. In Jesus' mighty name, that you will supply the financial needs, that you'll bless them, there'll be no pressure and stress on them, but they'll see miracles financially as in the life of Elijah, and the life of the prophets, and the life of your son Jesus, and the life of the apostles. We give you the praise, Lord. And God's people said, Amen and amen. Listen, I want you to give to the Lord because this is the time to show our faith to the Lord. This is the time to prove and show God we mean business with him. For he said, prove me, prove me. The only time God ever said, prove me is in finances. So sow your seed right now. You can do it online, Benihin Ministries. You can go to our website right there, benihinministries.org or do it right there on the platform you are, you are, you're watching me on. If you can, if you can't, just go to our website. God bless you. Don't forget, all is well. Please, let's say it together, all is 
one more time, all is what? All is well. Remember that dear woman from Shunem who came to Elisha? When her son was dead, she said, all is well. And what happened? God raised him back from the dead. So, all is well. I'll see you again tomorrow. Love you much. Shalom. <laughs>